Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Hello and welcome back, my friend. Today, I have Sagi Schreiber with me. Sagi and I have had amazing conversations just, you know, offline, just man to man. Our journey, our finding out of how our family's beliefs and, and just kind of what we've, we've inherited, what's been patterned onto us, just the discovery of that stuff has been amazing. He's a dad to three owns three businesses and his journey and transformation and how he's pushed through and had hope in himself is something that I hope that you will find encouraging and enlightening as well as, as we're growing and transforming ourselves. So welcome Sagi with me. How are you doing today, my friend? Thank you so much, brother. It's amazing to be here and uh, doing great. Awesome. Well, hey, if we could today, can we start on the business side of things? What does it look look like for you sure. within business? Um, yeah, business is uh, business is great. Um, I have uh, so I am the owner, like you said, of three businesses. Uh, one of them being um, my agency, which is the main core business at the moment. Like at least it brings the the most revenue. I have an agency for user experience design, and we work with different startups and. Um, this is this has been great. It's going great. Uh, basically, on the high end of six figures. Um, not a multimillionaire yet uh, out of my businesses, but definitely on, on the way there. And I, you know, I think it's important also to to say that because a lot of people are kind of like um, expect those like seven figure entrepreneurs to come on, and and they are they are great people. Like th- those are the people I rub shoulders with. But um, sometimes you need to also hear some people that are kind of like you know have been where you are just a few steps ago right and i've been there like i we're probably going to talk about it but like just a few years ago for me doing even like i don't know 20k was seeming impossible like a month so um in revenue so it's like it, it's definitely um something that we we can talk about and you know i'm not trying to be anything i'm not um and uh yeah so agency is bringing in the most revenue uh we have uh we are a team of seven designers working with different 
companies. And also I have uh, Israel's largest design blog on that topic where I teach design and have online courses and also a physical course I teach in Tel Aviv. And uh, on top of that, I have Commit First, which is, uh, I think, what connected us. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Commit First is the platform where I talk to entrepreneurial fathers about how to focus on personal growth, uh, on financial freedom, and basically building a legacy, that, like an impactful legacy they can be proud of. So that's something I'm really, really passionate about because that's what I'm building for myself. And that's why I have my YouTube show and podcast about that. Yeah, and you just crossed over a hundred episodes, man. Congratulations. That is oh, thank you. substantial. <laughs> um, thank you yeah, you and I, we've, we've continued to work and connect, um, because of connect, uh, commit first, but, uh, it was within JLD's, uh, mastermind for his book release right. where you and I first got introduced and then continued to, to spend time with each other from there. So definitely, um, yeah, you you definitely made a transformation. You continue to, and you're encouraging people along, especially like you talked about, you know, the the entrepreneurial fathers. Um, can you speak to us about the personal side of life? Because you're living it. I mean, <laughs> as an entrepreneurial father, but you're not um, like so overwhelmed and consumed. Like you'll see so many people where it's just like this is work and this is what I do. Your family is a crucial part to your life. Can you talk about where you're at with your family? Sure. Sure. And, and you know what, like, again, everything I'm saying right now, where I'm right now, like a few years ago has not been that way. Like, so, you know, I'm like everybody that is listening to the show. I'm like you guys, like I, I came from not, I wouldn't say maybe I had a growth mindset, but not so much. Um, I had a lot a low self-esteem. Um, I was broke. Um, I actually have a story where I was in debt and um, I was afraid. I was working out of fear. Um, I was complaining a lot. I still am in a way, uh, but, you know, working on it. Like, so it's like, I, I was critical of everyone and everything around me. Um, it's just, everything was completely different. I had to reprogram my mind, my brain, my, my, my habits and my life in order to be where I'm at today, where I can actually be the owner of three businesses and also, um, you know, like also have three kids and, and, and manage that. And then the relationship, relationship with my wife, um, obviously marriage with three kids and, and businesses is definitely hard, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy task to take on. And, uh, and I, and again, one of the things that I invest in the most is my physical and mental health, which is above all, like for me in, in my priorities. Um, so you say where you are and then personal life, personal life for me is like, first of all, me, um, personal, like me, my mental health, my physical health. That's my first priority. After that comes my family. And after that comes my business. So when I had this kind of like priority shift and that happened only like two years ago, um, I always told myself, you know, I'm an, I'm like a family first entrepreneur. And I bet a lot of people are saying that we're family first. I even when I, when I left my job, I told myself I'm a family first entrepreneur. And I admired those family first entrepreneurs as well. And I was like, yeah, I am that way as well. But you know what? When business came like to, to kind of like a hard place, I was working completely on the business and not with my family at all and not taking on my personal health at all, like n- no health and wellness no family time, it's not, no time for my kids and definitely no time for my wife. And, 
you know, just working my ass off, trying to monetize because I thought that's my priority. That's actually my responsibility, right? As a main provider in the household. And I bet a lot of men feel that way as well. Um, and the kind of like notion of like, what's a real entrepreneur to do? So I tried to monetize and I tried like, and that didn't work. Obviously when my, um, the first phase for me was when, um, well, we can talk about the story, but when I hired my first coach and he helped me build a vision and kind of put all my priorities in place, I put my family first and then I made time for my family. But then in, uh, it was at, in the beginning of 2020, um, which is funny because I didn't know COVID was going to hit, but at the beginning of 2020, I had heard an episode uh, on the podcast by Hal Elrod. Uh, who's an amazing human being, wrote The Miracle Morning. If you guys don't know it, you should definitely get the book, The Miracle Morning. And also The Miracle Equation, second book is great. And um, this guy is like a super, super successful entrepreneur. And the thing about him, he um, actually had cancer. Like, and, and while he was like a family first entrepreneur and taking care of his family and, and spending time with his family and spending time with his, like on his businesses, um, but like having balance and everything like that, he got cancer. And then that's what he was telling about in this episode is like, I didn't put my health and wellness, you know, on top of everything. I needed to do that. I, you know, and, and a lot of people, once they also first shift is hard to put your family first, actually in your freaking calendar, you know, because you have to put it in your calendar. I mean, uh, if nothing's on your calendar is like a, 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 a mirror of your priorities in life. And when you see in your calendar, they don't have time for you, for your family, this is the first thing that you should change. Um, so if anybody here just listening or watching, uh, first of all, know that this is the first thing you should check out. Check out your calendar and see if it fits your values in life, your priorities, the things that you value in life. And so um, first of all, it's putting time for your family. But, but what I discovered is that actually, you know, I put my health and wellness first. It's kind of like a declaration. But only this year, only this year, I had a very rough beginning of the year. Um, I was... I was sued by troll. Um, I was sued by troll. Um, so to anybody who doesn't know, trolls are just people who actually sue other people for a living. They find little holes. And I have my Israeli blog and some guy who actually sues companies for a living. That's what he does. He found out that, you know, there was some break in my website and, he did, you know, legally, and he sued me for it. Uh, it's okay. I didn't pay what he wanted. Like we settled in court. Um, but that really created a lot of stress in my life. And that was at the time where one of my clients has gone bad, uh, like a project has gone bad because of me, like I, you know, poor management with everything going on. Um, and, um, and so I came to a place where like mad emails at 10 PM every day with the whole Sue, like lawsuit on this, like on my, on my mind and a new baby, my baby is now, uh, a month and two years, uh, a month and, uh, a year and two months old um so she was really really small at the time and i was not sleeping so lack of sleep lack of like you know tons of work uh, being sued and and you know and another client like you know which potentially can sue me uh for stuff it's like everything was just going wrong and i was just like the only thing that helped me get through this period at the beginning of the year was my personal development and going back to wealth and you know uh, sorry mental uh mental health and, and wellness and physical health so i i put exercise first i exercised more i meditated more um i put like a lot of affirmations down i wrote down affirmations i started like to journal as much as i could i kind of like, i really tried to use everything i learned from my personal growth uh journey 
to get out of this phase. Um, I also knew this had something in, in this for me. Um, I told myself, this is, an, this is my opportunity to learn. There's something at the end of the tunnel here that I will have a lesson learned. And, and I got to find that lesson. The universe is putting all these challenges in front of me right now so I can you know, get on the other end stronger, but with a great lesson and insight. So I'm just like, I'm, I need to actually be grateful for everything that's going on. And that whole like, you know, complete mix of things got me to end like this period in March this year, 2021. And, uh, and when I got out of this phase, I asked myself, Sagi, what is the first thing you should do right now? You're, you're, you're in the clear. You know, the lawsuit thing is settled, like all good. Um, um, and the, that client, you fixed it. You took the responsibility. You fixed everything. He's happy now. Great. Now you still have the pressure gone. You still have the pressure. What's, what are you going to do? So I took a look at my calendar. And what I noticed, Mike, this is crazy because like I'm talking about like, you know, things that are already optimized in my life, you know, but you, every once in a while, we got like, you, we got to check out our calendar again. And I looked at my calendar. I'm like, okay, I have this like thing. I'm already implementing something called daddy practice with, uh, which I'm with my kids. Um, I'm with my kids like uh, once a week with each one of them, like one-on-one -on -one time for about two hours besides being present and being in their lives and, and, you know, and taking care of them. So that I have, I have my business time, all the meetings, everything that I have. Where's my workouts? <laughs> it's not in the calendar. Where are my workouts? Where are the meditations? Where is everything that I claim to, you know, my morning routines or anything like that? Where is it? Well, it was not there. Uh, it was not on my calendar. So what I ended up doing is I basically, um, I committed to putting out the time for, for my health and wellness. And what I did is I blocked out what I call the nine to 12 club. Um, so I'm not the early morning, uh, rise, early rising people. Um, not, well, I, I can be, I would love to, but I've, I, my baby, because I'm not sleeping so much. So I'm just like, I need to make up that sleep. So I try to not, and in the morning now I have to get my kids arranged for schools and everything. So after we come back from all the pickups and stuff like that, and I take my dog off for a walk and finish all the morning routines or in, in the home, I mean, uh, in the morning chores. And so that's where I start my day. And I started with three hours. I call it the nine to 12 club. It's three hours where everybody in the morning usually starts their day and the fire starts, right? Everybody starts fires. And once you're on their agenda, that's where I opt out. That's where actually I'm not there. No meetings whatsoever from nine to 12 noon. Um, 9 a.m. to 12 noon, no meetings. I am with myself um, either doing exercise or meditating or reading or um, sometimes I meet with people that I don't have time in the calendar to meet them otherwise, like relationships that are important to me or, or mentors or anything like that. Um, usually it's not instead of the practice. Usually it's like after practice or something. I made them at a cafe or something like that. I try to cram in as much as I can. Sometimes it's also quality time with my, with my baby. Like, and I, I cram that inside my health and wellness kind of nine to 12 club. And that's what I do. I've been doing that for over seven months, I think. Uh, yeah, right now we're in, like, I started around March and uh, it's been going freaking great. My business is blossoming and um, my, I, I've, I'm actually like working less, but achieving a lot more. So my revenue has grown. 
Um, I'm able to have a clearer mind. I'm making better decisions. Uh, my energy, my relationship with my wife is great, like, you know, in, in the best place it was in years. Um, and um, because everything, you know, projects out. And I bet it has an impact on my kids as well. Like, I also can bet, like, it has an impact on my kids, uh, which will have an impact on my legacy. It's something that I, you know, completely am into. Um, and here's the crazy thing. So um, I have a spiritual uh, I think, um, uh, change as well. So I'm manifesting way more things than I did. You probably, you know, my story, the people here and don't know my story, but I manifested some quite uh, pretty cool things. Like back then when I just started out when I, when I first learned about the law of attraction and manifesting and everything like that. Um, but basically if you put your mind into something and you're aligned, kind of like your frequencies in the place, and like your spiritual being, I don't know, chakras, energy, chi, whatever you want to give, you want to call it, it's kind of like in balance. Then I think you can, you more things come into your life and you attract more things into your life. So you can work less or less hard and you achieve more. And I think there's a lot of people on, in this life that actually work less and achieve more. And that's the thing that we kind of like, we are in the notion of hustle, 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 like, you know, grind, work hard. Like these kind of things are just, um, you know, I, I go against them, like 100% against them. We can definitely work smarter, not harder. And working smarter doesn't mean smart. It doesn't come from your brain. It means from your spiritual side of things. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is people say, well, so you take three hours of your day just to, you know, do your thing, especially in the morning. What, how do you get things done? Um, so I would say um, you can get more done when you take more time to focus on yourself. So it, mm -hmm. and, and I learned that through doing 75 hard. We can talk about that as well. But last year I did this kind of like challenge uh, where I had to do exercises and read books and stuff. Like it was like uh, about three and a half hours a day where I gave my, you know, gave to this challenge. And mm -hmm. I was really afraid it's going to hurt my business, but actually my business grew. So I already had that proof of concept that working on yourself actually expands your business. And so you can work less and earn more. And, um, and so since then, since I opened the nine to 12 club and I'll finish by that, I say, I'll say that it doesn't, it hasn't only worked on me, but I'm actually getting testimonials now from people who watch my YouTube, mm -hmm. um, and, and have seen me talk about it or, or follow me on Instagram. And actually I'm getting messages yesterday. I got a message from a dear, dear friend, a great entrepreneur. I admire this person, uh, to bits. And he said, um, I took inspiration from you, bro, and I started putting time out in, in, the, in, in the day for myself. And I actually work less. I earn more. I increase my prices. And I'm just like so much happier. So um, I think this is, this is where, I'm at, where I'm at right now. Uh, you know, and it's all about just being kind of coming out of like asking myself, what do I value in life? And then having a look at my calendar. Mm -hmm. and then making the changes and committing to these changes and like to this which are easy to track hard to actually carry out but easy to track i mean just i blocked out nine to twelve in my calendar nobody can book meetings with me now from nine to twelve so you know um hi coach mike here hey thanks so much for listening to the living fearless today podcast man if you're struggling with your worth feeling you're not enough and playing small honestly this isn't your lot in life 
there is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. That's it. I think, I think the really cool thing is you, you did it to what fits you. You didn't like look at things and go, what's the normal way that people are doing it. Like you said, what's my life? Um, how can I, how can I make room for this and what are my priorities in it? So you took an honest Mm -hmm. look at that. Because for me, it's like, I am up first thing in the morning and I go for three hours. So you and I are doing the same thing, but because we're built differently and things, you know, process differently for us, we're, we're still able to get that and do life in that manner. But we we're not mirror images of each other. You know, we're, we're sensitive and attuned enough to who we are that we can customize it to fit that way. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I love that. Um, so you talked about, um, you know, this hasn't always been the, the place that you've been at, like, you know, you were, you were, you know, working hard and trying to get things going. Can you take us back to that point of the, you know, really working through that entrepreneurial journey in the beginning? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think like all of us have a lot of reprogramming to do. And we mm-hmm. talked it we talked it over also on the episode where I interviewed you. So to anybody who doesn't know, I also interviewed Mike for my podcast, um, the Commit First podcast. And your interview is actually uh, interview one oh two. It's coming up next week. So Sweet. looking forward to uh, it, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And um and I, the thing about like um the thing about like you reprogrammed your mind. You had to, mm-hmm. right? You, I mean, from where you were. And I think all of us have to reprogram our minds and um, and have a good look at, you know, who we are. Because who we are mostly is what we came up with in our, in our families and, and proximity. Um, the people around us in our lives are our uh, parents who, you know, want the best for us. They're, they might be great people. Maybe they're, you know, for some, maybe they're not the greatest people, but for all of us, they, they wanted the best for us, you know, in a way, and they did their best, but they, you know, a lot of the time they, they have wrong beliefs that they instill in us and, and, and negative talk that they instill in us. And, um, and sometimes, you know, we as kids, we behave some way and, and our parents, you know, out of fear, they act in a specific way that kind of like, again, it, it made, it makes some create some scars and, and, you know, some, some, it basically programs. It's like code in our brain and the code is wrong. And in, in development, you, you know, in the corporate world, we had this term development debt. That's when someone builds a startup. So at the beginning, they go to very like cheap developers to build their startup and the developers, they build very cheap code. And then, you know, one day the startup is ready to scale, but then the developers, the actual good developers now on board, they say, wait, 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 we have to stop everything. And we have to go into one or two months of uh, reprogramming the whole thing, like rewriting the code, refactoring it's called. So, so that's called development debt. Now you have to stop the whole operation for a second. You have to invest a lot of energy in just rebuilding the infrastructure to, you know, in order to be able to scale, to just start scanning. And the, th- the same with us. I think 
once we grow up, this is like our main default thing. We don't know what code our parents distill in us. We don't know that. Like, we don't know like what, um, what we were programmed with. We actually, most of us never, never even check out the source code, <laughs> but we do have a source code, right? And, and that's the thing. Like, I started discovering that only when I was in a bad, bad situation. So for me, um, the, the story was this. I had a very great career uh, as a designer coming up. Um, I was the first designer at Fiverr.com. You guys probably know the company, Fiverr, uh, or the, the marketplace. But I was actually the designer in the company working on the website, on, on the marketplace. Um, and so I was the first designer there. After that, I had my own startup. We flew out to Silicon Valley with an accelerator over there where um, we came back to Israel. We got acquired by Similar Web, another big company. Uh, it was small by then. I was the first designer again over there. We scaled with the company. I became the design director. Uh, and everything was like looking great. The career in the corporate world, uh, in, in major startups, uh, in, in key roles. My next job as a designer might have been at Google or Facebook or something like that, you know, like because that's where my life was headed. And I had a lot of connections uh, in that area already. And I was a mentor at Google for startups uh, and, and was mentoring startups on their user experience. Uh, everybody was looking up to me. I had Israel's largest design blog and I had an international design blog with a partner. Um, in which we, we had major sponsors already, like Adobe and Envision and like great companies. And so one day, my partner and I, we decided to leave similar web. Uh, and the reason we, we decided to do that and to leave the corporate world was because, um, well, I can talk for myself. I don't know about my partner, I, but kind of the same. But I was feeling like an entrepreneur. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I also wanted to have the freedom to be with my kids and my wife. And I wanted that lifestyle. And I was like, uh, one of the two of the people that I was following back then were, uh, and I just kind of started following them, were uh, Pat Flynn and JLD. And uh, I think one of the things that kind of like made me shift towards like leaving the corporate world was uh, the four-hour work week and kind of like understanding I can have more freedom uh, to anybody who doesn't know the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss is a book that you is a must read. I think for anybody. Um, and, and then, um, and then I was following Pat Flynn with SPI, Smart Passive Income Podcast, and JLD, John Lee Dumas with uh, EO Fire, Entrepreneurs on Fire Podcast. And um, they were people that were living their lifestyles, uh, especially Pat Flynn with his family and two kids and kind of like, you know, living the life, just creating content. And I was a content creator with Pixel Perfect, my Israeli blog for years, but still haven't really actually, you know, I've done that for a living. But now my blog, Hacking UI, that was an international blog, was making enough money. I could leave my day job. And I said, right, I'll, I'll leave my day job. And uh, my, my partner and I, we were making, uh, back then, we, in one year, we made 66K. And we said, up of the blog, as a side project, while well, we kept our jobs. And we said, well, if we leave our jobs, maybe we can make 200K. You know, that's not such a big growth, like from 66 to 200 Um it might seem big, but actually we grew from 6K to 66K in one year. So we said with that growth, we can grow to 200. That's not a problem. You know, we don't have to 10 exit. All we have to do is like, you know, three exit. That would be okay. And that's, we're good. Um, and, and right now we're working on the side project. If we work on it full time, you know, whew, the sky's the limit. And then we, you know, we left our jobs. We decided we're living similar web. We notified them. I actually cut my options in half to leave similar web. Um, and thinking about it right now, going back, because they just IPO'd this year. So <laughs> I received the benefit for that. 
Um, and thinking about I could have had times two what I was given, uh, I was like, hmm, that's an interesting thought, you know, but, you know, I can't be sorry for anything that happened in the past. So I'm just saying I left without savings uh, because we just bought a, an apartment that same year. I left without um, any like assurance of what we have going on. We didn't have deals on the table that I say I'm good for like a year. We were just leaving our jobs and saying we're going to keep doing what we did. Um, and another big thing happened was uh, my wife and I, we got the decision a few, we got to the decision a few months before I left SimilarWeb that she should go back and study and finish her degree uh, in university, which she felt is missing in her life. So I told her like, hey, don't worry, we got you. So go finish your studies and, and I'm good. I'll provide for us because I didn't even know I'm going to live similar way. So um, when I left, I, you know, I was a main provider, no savings, um, cut my options, you know, in half and just, you know, went all in, all in, you know, to, to this thing. And at the first six months, things were great. Uh, we, were, we were making money. It seemed like we were making money. I didn't know what making money was. <laughs> I, you know, to the, to the point that I actually didn't even, um, I was like, not even looking at the cash flow, like seriously saying, like I didn't look in the bank account. Um, I was letting my partner, uh, you know, take care of the uh, finances. And that was a stupid part of mine, not because I shouldn't have trusted him. I definitely could, but he didn't, like he was a new entrepreneur as well. And I, as an entrepreneur, have to definitely take care of my finances. But, you know, I, I was doing that poorly. I was a creative. I just like, you know, I wanted to bring new ideas and get new clients and whatever. And, um, things were great. We were launching an online course uh, for the first time. Made 10K on the first, you know, launch. Made, had a second launch. Made another 10K. We were feeling on top of the world. The only thing is those 10K at the two times were coming in like about... Uh, you know, four month period because we had to work on the course and fulfill it, you know, <laughs> and, um, and 20K uh, and, and a couple more scraps of sponsors in about four months were not enough to live <laughs> awful for two people. So, um, so basically what happened is um, in about six months, I found myself in a position where I couldn't pull a dime out of my own company. Um, and I'm, here, here's the thing. Now, I'm going to say like, this, there, there's a story to it that two months before the hard times where I couldn't pull it down of the company, where I thought things were going pretty well, although I had red flags already, um, I had heard someone on a podcast with GLD and that someone told a great story about how he hired a coach. He was struggling in business and then he hired a coach and that coach helped, helped him like su achieve success. And I was like, wow, that's a great story. Oh, and then he said, oh, yeah, I also got a book out. It's called Fish Out of Water. His name was Calvin Wayman. And I said, wow. So I, I bought Fish Out of Water right away on Audible. I started listening to it. And that was a great book. And I was like, wow, this Calvin Wayman guy is great. I'll talk to him. Maybe, maybe you know, we can have a call. And, and uh, we got on the call. Um, I reached out to him over Messenger. Uh, you know, complete stranger, obviously. Like, you know, he's an author. I read his book. I admire this guy. I reached out to him on Messenger and he answered. <laughs> I see a message back like a few minutes later. He's like, hey, Sagi, great to meet you. Like, do you want to set up a call? We can talk. I'm like, yes, yes. So set up a call. Uh, we got on a call and um, we, uh, um, he told me, you know, like I, I explained him to, to him my situation in business. And he said, you know what, Sagi, you know, I can probably, you know, I can probably coach you. 
Like I can really help you. I can coach you. Um, if you want to work together, that would be great. And I'm like, hmm, I never thought about it. I never had a coach. So, um, and I didn't know what working with a coach w- was like. I never invested in myself in that way. And, uh, and, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have, I had some very, very few left, but I didn't, I didn't know. And um, he told me a price and the price was very, very high. And um, the price was actually so high um, with, with such little time with him over calls you know, that the way I expected, because here in Israel, I'm from Israel to anybody who doesn't know. And here in Israel, if we meet someone for lunch or anything like that, the meeting can go for like two hours, no problem. Like, you know, we were not really like, um, and, and Kelvin offered me like weekly half hour calls. And I'm like, only half an hour? That's not enough for a coaching session. Um, and that much you want? He showed me like an, a very high number of like, you know, what he, what he charges, which is, by the way, looking back, it's nothing, but they you know, like, Right back then, I was like, that's a lot of money for, you know, for, um, for coaching. So, uh, and, and only half an hour uh, a week. And so I went and asked my partner and my dad for, for like, what do they think? And my partner was like, well, you, you can do it yourself, man. Like, you don't need a coach. Like, you know, the regular kind of macho uh, Israeli, you know, people, like most of us think that way as entrepreneurs. Like, we can, we can handle this. Like, we can do this. Like, we only need just to to be smart, you know, just, and, um, and, um, and then I asked my dad and he's like, well, does, does this coach like have a coaching certificate? Has he done any coaching course or anything like that? Um, and, and, you know, I said, uh, no, like, you know, he's just, he's an author. No, he's just like coaching. Has he coached before? Did he talk to his students? How much does he give you? Half an hour? No, like, come on, like, Sagi, you get, and, and he said, he said, like, Sagi, listen, like you can get someone who's, Israeli, an Israeli coach, a certified Israeli coach for less than half that price. And they will sit with you in person in a cafe here in Israel for at least one hour a week. And, and you know, there will be more than enough for you. That would be great. And I said, well, actually, I don't know, maybe there's something in my gut feeling saying that I really need to work with this guy. Like my gut feeling was saying, this is the thing I need to work with him. But my brain and everybody around me was like, no, 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 it doesn't make sense. It's not rational. It doesn't make rational sense. It would actually be stupidity to hire this guy. So I called up Kevin and said, Kevin, you know what? I'm sorry, but no, I'm not going to work with you. And he told me one thing. He told me, Sagi, listen, I get you 100%. I understand. But listen, if you reach out to me again, I'm just saying, you know, because now it's a starting, I gave you a good offer. If you reach out to me later, I might have doubled the price. And um, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I'm probably not going to reach out later uh, now that you said that, but, you know, that's it. So um, <laughs> I, that's what I, I told him. I told him, listen, I, I just, you know, I can't and probably I won't reach out again. So uh, it is what it is. And so, um, six months later, um, you know, that two months later came the hard times. Six months later, I was finding myself after I took a personal loan and wasted the entire loan of about 30 K, um, and just living and still could not monetize my business. And I was in crazy debt, crazy stress. I was working like crazy, Um, and I was not seeing my family, my kids, uh, or my wife. I was not exercising at all. I was just burnt out like crazy, but I still like, I was like, Oh, I got to figure this out. And you know, like these, um, 
you know, these, uh, like these gifts where you see someone and a lot of equations going around his mind, you know, where he's trying mm-hmm. to think about something. So that's what I felt. I felt always like equations around my mind running. How can I monetize? What didn't, why didn't I try? Like, um, maybe I launch an online course about this. Maybe I launch a course about that. Maybe I'll get a sponsor like this. Maybe I like, and, and like, maybe I should get clients. So I talked to a few clients, but nobody actually wanted to hire me because I was like over, over like, uh, what they wanted for the job. Like I was, I was, um, overqualified um so but if they wanted a freelance they wanted me in-house as a design director um so it was kind of like some people said no some people didn't have the money for me something like that i i wanted and i just you know so one day one day i'm just um going to take the dog out for a walk and uh at the night time and i go outside in the field near my house and um i just I look at the stars, you know, beautiful sky. It was May and um, May here is great weather, just windy, just fine, not too hot, but just like beautiful weather. And the sky, you see the stars all across the sky. And I'm just like in, in the field uh, and, and everything should be just fine. But inside, I'm just like crazy. Everything's wrong. Everything's bad. Everything's just like stress and heavy and um, I felt like a failure, you know, I felt like a failure for my wife and I felt like a failure for my kids. And I felt like a failure to my partner in business. I felt like a failure to my community. I felt like a failure to my clients and I felt like a failure to myself. And that's where I just broke down and started crying. You know, I just really just, I broke down and cried for the first time in my adult life. I just, you know, um, and, and that was, I was just like imagining in my mind, I imagined like this rock bottom, like everything. I just like rock bottom, rock bottom. Like this is it. Sagi. There's no, no worse situation you can be in at this moment. And you have no way out. That's it. You built yourself a big hole and you have no way to come out of it. Like that's what I was thinking. And, um, but then luckily for me, like at the same session after like wiping my tears for a bit and just like, I thought, wait, like. Well, I can cry, but it's not going to help. Like, so with the situation, Sagi, what are you going to do about it? When I asked myself this question, um, I all of a sudden had also the answer. Like it just came to me. It's like, I need to talk to the best entrepreneurs that I can at this moment. And I said, two, two names popped out. One is like Jason Zook, an amazing entrepreneur I was following. And also Calvin Wayman said, well, I should call this guy again. And maybe... He, I, I know he wouldn't be able to coach me. I don't have any money for him right now. Not at all. But maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to get an hour of his time. And that will bring, bring me the insight I need. Anyways, um, from here to there, I talked to Kelvin. And he, he said, you know, man, I can coach you. But um, I can coach you. But it's, uh, um, it's going to be, again, double the price of what I asked last time. Making the, short, the story very short. This time I said, this is what I got. This is my only chance. And I don't have the money. I'm already in debt. So just, you know, I'm going to do it. And I said, yes. And I committed and I flew him out to Israel with hundreds, like thousands of dollars I didn't have. And he sat down with me and helped me build my vision. And with that vision came to life, my community came to life uh, making, uh, I was in 30K debt. I made 30K by the end of six months in one month. 30K in one month, which is equivalent to 100,000 Israeli shekels, uh, which is a crazy story by itself because I wrote a check for myself 
six months before that and just put it in my fridge and then it manifested. I met Pat Flynn and JLD at the same time at Social Media Marketing World in the same space when I flew out there on my own dime. Just like also, it was it's also a crazy story because um, I didn't know JLD is going to even be there. And yeah. both of these guys, I wrote them down when Kelvin first came and I wrote down my vision. Those are the two names I wrote on a piece of paper. And I, I flew out to San Diego to, because I knew Pat Flynn is going to be there at the conference. I never knew, I've never imagined to meet both of them in the same freaking room um, and actually managed to network with them. And I got on Pat Flynn's podcast. I was booked to be on Pat Flynn's podcast. I joined Pat Flynn's mastermind and I started working with JLD just two weeks after that. And I redesigned his homepage. Since then, I've been in touch with JLD. We redesigned another website of his. I've been on his podcast as well. The business has been growing and, you know, like so many things have happened just because of that one tweak, which is um, what I started this episode with, kind of like what we started talking about, like I had to reassess my values and just clear my mind and just think, what do I value in my life? So to anybody right now listening, I'll just end with this. Make a list of what you value in life. After that, from that list, check your calendar and put things on your calendar and write those things down on paper. Hey, I just, you know, really quickly, I'm just showing right now to anybody who's listening on a podcast, they're not seeing this, but I just showed my vision. It's on, my, on a piece of paper next to my computer at all times. And I read it at least twice a day, if not three, four, five. Like I'm obsessed by this. And I know that just know like whatever you guys obsessed with, eventually you possess. So, um, and on the way, you will have to reprogram your mind and kind of like let go of limiting beliefs in order to be able to fly, spread your wings and fly further. And uh, I guess we're out of time, but I hope that was valuable to you guys. It is. And let's let's pick, and there is so much more of your story that I want to you know, touch upon because you have such an amazing transformation. Um, so would you be open to doing, you know, like a follow-up to this and we can sure. kind of go more in depth on, on how things happened in San Diego for you and where things have gone from there? Let's do it. I'm down. Awesome. Well, thank you, Definitely. my friend. All right. Thank you too, Mike. Really appreciate you. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one. <laughs>